Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston, here in the studio, as always, or, or Zen, well, the beta Zencaster studio is trying out some new stuff here. Uh, oh, who? No, fancy AF, guys. Fancy yeah. AF tonight. I can actually see my partners. Yay! Yay. Right? Join us in the studio, the time being, Scott. Hola! And our glorious uh, leader and host, Ryan Shipley. You know, when you tell me we were going to start with like a really sexy song, I didn't believe that you could pull it off. But God damn it, you did uh, Pony by Genuine. As sexy wow. as you can be. Yeah. Good yeah. job. That is sexy. Good job, man. Good I bet that's a big hit in like the, 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 the what is it, the brony uh, circles. Yeah, I think I so. I bet they love that song. We're going to get a whole I, new class of listeners, by the way. Drag I, like <laughs> yeah, I think we need to start pushing for that brony demographic. <laughs> How do we break it to the brony demographic, though? What is, it, is it start with a pony song? Yeah. <laughs> is either start with the pony song or start with just anything that's pink and purple and attracts little girls? Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so. Uh, do we have, say, do we have to say bro all the time? No, no, they don't, no. They, they don't say okay. the bro. Okay. I'm. I'm okay with it as long as they're not like rubbing their dicks across the ponies. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm okay with as long as we get new listeners. So if that's what they want to do, that's you know, that's on them. Speaking of dicks on ponies, <laughs> we also welcome our guest oh. for this week. <laughs> Whoa. Wow! Yes. You were t- you were getting lessons for Ron and segueing here. <laughs> my horse, co- my horse cock of a partner. <laughs> my partner Callie uh, is here in the studio as well. What's up? <laughs> So I'm pretty sure that's the best segue we've ever had on this on this on this uh, podcast. By the way, I think so. <laughs> Is this our first two time guest on the the reformatted uh, BRB AFK? I believe so. Uh, Ooh, I believe she's nice. the first two time guest to come back nice. again. Congratulations! As this is technically our going to be our Valentine's Day episode. I've got the hat on. Basically, <laughs> she's the Tom Brady of our podcast. Yes. <laughs> Keeps coming back. Serena Williams had more. Now, here's the thing that's crazy. I read somewhere where they said, okay, so there's been 55 Super Bowls since they started doing Super Bowls, and he's been in, like, uh, 10 of those. Yep. That's crazy, man. Has won seven. You got to think about this. He is our age, and he's out there being tackled by 300-pound dudes playing in the NFL. That's crazy. I promise he's got some kind of Benjamin Buttons thing going on because he looks younger. Right. That or, or he sold his soul to Satan. I'm sure that many concussions would, would have that effect. Yeah. Even if you hate him, you have to admit he's the GOAT. Yeah, you got to respect I You got to respect it. I do. I'm with you. Ten, uh, yeah, ten appearances, seven rings, a total of 14 records at the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. Um, I did see, speaking of ridiculous, I saw a video yesterday of him in Florida and I would think the video would have been awesome if we're not in the middle of a pandemic. It's basically him on a boat, another group on the boat and they're going, Tom, woo, throw us the Lombardi trophy. And Tom <laughs> drunkenly grabs the Lombardi trophy and throws it across the river, the ro- across what? the ocean to another boat of drunk things. Be a bigger boat. Yeah, and as uh, Tom Brady's doing it, his daughter screaming, "Don't throw the Lombardi, Dad!" And Tom Brady just chokes that, and the fans, <laughs> you can tell they're shocked as the Lombardi Trophy comes flying across the ocean. Out. What did they do after they got the trophy? They just started cheering. Everybody started cheering. 
I mean, if he if he made the shot, I mean, hell yeah. yeah did, he, did he make it? Did he make the shot? If he didn't make the shot, that would be definitely be on the news. Lombardi Trophy on the bottom of the ocean. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, Lombardi Trophy wasn't deflated enough. <laughs> now it's on the bottom. Of, now nobody can get it. I guess no. in a way he can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah. Not as good as my other ones. <laughs> a few years ago, Gronk lost his ability, uh, his privileges to hold it because he bunted a baseball with it and caused a giant uh, bend in it, like a big. Uh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, wow. I didn't they, know that they treated as 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 uh, carefully as Ryan Waller did our uh, fantasy football trophy in the second <laughs> year. When five minutes into the presentation, <laughs> he dropped it and broke it. <laughs> we were we were all talking to you right before it happened. You know, we're, let's all be careful of the trophy. We don't want to damage it or anything. You know, and it it was five minutes in, and it was done. Yeah. yeah. So so now it has a cast on it, which is yeah. Cute. But it has character. Yeah. You know, it's the same. We didn't replace it. It's the same one. And it's what like ten years later. Yeah, it's just something like that. We've been doing it forever. Yeah, it's forever. crazy. Yeah. Speaking of forever, our forever love. So this is our Valentine's Day episode. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure where, where do we want to start on our Valentine's Day episode. This is exciting. That is yeah, true. Seeing that scene from Happy Gilmore where he goes to the ice rink. What's that scene? Uh... I can't remember what the full song is. Okay, but it's, that's uh, uh, okay. But it, it's the scene where he has the ice ring that like, is a all super to himself sexy scene. and the girl. Our super romantic. I mean, just endless, endless love. <laughs> endless love. You're thinking it. of Pony still, man. I am. That's Boston. Tip of the hat to Boston. Tip of the hat to your brother. That's a good one. I'm always amazed at how on point I am every week. Yep. It's a. It's definitely oh, yeah. a skill. I. So one thing I was looking at, um, you know, I don't read the I, I don't read the New York Times because of that. Uh, you know, they they give you like what five articles a month, but I was clicking through there and I saw my fifth article. I was like, huh? It was a list of questions where if you ask somebody, they will fall in love with you, right? And I was like, oh, that's intriguing. But I hit my fifth one, so then I had to basically. This is why I don't like to do research for this show. I spent the next 20 minutes trying to figure a way around that paywall without having to actually pay for it. <laughs> right. Clear browsing history. Or uh, clear cut did you, did, you, did you succeed? Yes, I went in incognito mode. That nice. Too. Yeah, nice. but then it sucked because I would click on the link, it would take me to the article, and then New York Times would be suspicious and kick me out. So I had to copy that, go back into incognito. Basically, the, the, the gist of the story is I screwed New York Times out of some money. So I think yeah. right there we got the brony demographic and now the conservative yep. demographic. I like well done. Well I like done. It. So what I was thinking is I'll read some of these questions to you and see uh, what you guys think. Now, Let's, people, be careful. directly to me so, so I'm not falling in love with you? I'm Hey, this is a community thing. I'm all four of us, okay? Okay. Um, okay. All right. And listeners at home, be careful. I don't want you to fall in love with us either. We might be in some sort of an orgy later on tonight before this is over with. I don't know. But I already love you guys. Like, well, you're gonna love us even more. All right. <laughs> so you're gonna be you're you're not gonna love us. We're, you're gonna be in love with us after this is over. Potato, potato. Hey, now wait a minute. No, you two, you two, uh, a boss. That goes for you too, man. All right. Yeah, this is all. Yeah, this we're is. We're all the, gonna be in love with each other before it's over with. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the year 2021. Um, Biden's in charge. There's no rules. 
But, you know, when I said um, you're going to be at home listening to this, that sounds weird because this is a podcast so people can listen to it. It's not like the old days. I don't envision you all sitting around uh, your record player uh, with two kids at your feet, like uh, smoking a pipe while you're... Yeah. Don't wreck your car having orgasms. Got it. Yeah. And, and the wife is always on the armrest of the chair. I know it was the 30s, good Lord, but couldn't they afford two, two types of furniture? Women aren't allowed on chairs. No, they weren't. We're supposed to be in the kitchen. Yeah, you can't be in the voting booth. What makes you think you should be on the sofa? So what I'll do here is I'll go around the room. Okay. I'm going to call it, for this episode, we're going to be known as the Love Shack. I'm going to call it home. I've been referring to it as the Zencaster Studios, but... The Asylum Roof. It's not the It's not... Okay, here's the first question. Is this for everybody to answer, or is this individual people that you're asking this to? That's a good question. To make it go a little faster, I'll just go around the room. Uh, one question apiece. Right. Okay. Boston, you're up first. Ooh, pressure's on. Bring it on. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? It doesn't say living or dead, so you can pick either one. So so before you answer, so the premise is the person you're asking these questions to are going to be fall in love with you? This is This is science. My friend, okay. but was that is that the premise of this thing? Though? Yes. Okay. Well, if right. you answer the thirty-six question by the end of it, panties dropping. Got it. Or briefs for the ladies. Yes. Is that because it doesn't specify who's answering who or who is asking? Ask who. that question. That's true. Okay. Got okay. It. Okay, Boston, continue. All right. my friend. <laughs> I feel like we're in court. <laughs> we don't have any cats. That's true. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Uh, man. Um, <sighs> no one would be great. Um, Do you want to pass the question? <laughs> you want to come back to you and ask Kim? I think Kim's got an answer. It sounds like Kim's got an answer. Go for Let's, it. All right, Kim. Who would you do? Caitlin, whatever the heck her name oh, is. Oh, Caitlin Doherty. Yeah. yeah. Or Norma Jean as Norma Jean and not as Marilyn. Oh, so you would want her before she became, like, famous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Was would that be to tell her to kind of watch out, or she'll die young? Caitlin, that would. <laughs> Dolly. The nineties called. Did you warn them about nine eleven? Right. Um, <laughs> Caitlin Doherty is. Uh, she is from the YouTube channel Ask a Mortician. Uh, oh. She's a wonderful individual, and yes, uh, that would be a, that would be a fun night just talking death. I've heard that's a really great uh, oh, podcast. Amazing show. Such a good show. So I, need, I need to listen to that. Wait, does she do like? Does she like do uh, morticianary work while she's talking? No, Not while she's talking. But okay. she is big about. Um, she's part of the what is it? The green burial. The green burial. She's she's big for green burials. Um, Knowing your rights as a um, like knowing what options you have and should know about that the funeral homes may or may not tell you. She's okay. got both yeah. a YouTube channel, which just talks, uh, it started as just different things, talking about being a mortician and talking about death. Uh, but then she kind of branched out and has done stuff like talking about famous, um, famous corpses, different things like that. And I believe she's also got a podcast now. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Bentham wanted to be involved before they really knew what they were doing. I want to be a famous corpse one day. That's my goal. I believe in you, Scott. That 
I think sounds I depressing, though. <laughs> it's not though. The way she okay. the way she does them, it's not depressing. She she okay. up in a very in a very positive manner. Death she positive. shows up on uh, Adam ruins everything, and if you saw, oh, uh, what is what was that show that we lost our shit about last year? Uh, Midnight Gospel. She was on the yes. death episode of Midnight Gospel. Okay. And it was just fantastic to hear her go off about things because she played death. <laughs> yeah, she plays death in that episode. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she's, she's big on the idea that, like, there's not enough people that realize you need to, like, if you have a partner, if you have somebody who is, is uh, important in your life, like, to talk about, like, your parents need to talk with you about what their wishes are for their for their burial and for their death because if they don't tell you or have it explicitly written yeah. in the will how the fuck are you going to know how yeah, the yeah that's probably something that a lot of people have a hard time talking about they don't feel comfortable with it have you know? people have people know and then her other the other thing that she does a lot um she does a natural burial but her other her other big thing is um what rights you have to like be with the corpses of your loved ones to help take care of them, help in the mourning process. You do not have to embalm. Home burials. You do not have. You do not wait. Have to home embalm. burials. You do not. Uh, you can do. Oh, yeah, sorry, home, home funerals. Home funeral. Okay, I was like, that would be <laughs> in a basement. No. Yeah, just show them underneath the coffee table. Yes. You do not have to embalm. Green burials. Home. You do not have to. Use, now they may try and charge you extra fees, but. Or if you do not have to buy the coffins that the funeral home provides, the, you, you have more rights than you, you may think. Yeah, if it's hmm. if it's a private funeral home, they, they may refuse you business, but you like they'll try to tell you you have to legally be embalmed or they can't have a viewing, and that's that's not accurate. They yeah. may not provide you one, but you can totally have a viewing with an uninvolved corpse it's totally i think that's got to be important thing with the funeral homes because like when my grandmother passed away a couple years ago her wish was during her funeral she wanted a certain elvis presley song played and when it came time for that part of the funeral the funeral director forgot the cd Ooh! so he goes you know what we got this other elvis song this will be okay no so my grandmother had this one wish for her funeral is to have this one elvis song played and they didn't do it Dang. I mean, was, yeah. it, was it a better was it a better Elvis song? Because the the one thing to remember is that the fu- funerals are for the living. Like we're not. Yeah, no, that's true. But they should still be honored. Like my grandma Loma wanted a close wanted a closed casket, but my um, dad and his uh, siblings refused. Yeah, that, so, yeah, that that that's a bother. Again, these <laughs> questions are to make us fall in love with each other. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what it's working, right? <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, Boston, we'll go back to you. I'm still happy with that answer. <laughs> I like your answers. They were good. They led to really good conversation, yeah. which is important in a relationship, people. Yes. Communicate. God damn it. Boston, what would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day or date? Day. D-A-Y. Perfect day. Yeah. Uh... Right now, as much nothing as possible. Uh, <laughs> nice. I don't know why I'm this weird. I'm this so you're loving the pandemic. Like yeah, I've been I've been loving the pandemic. He's a he's the guy from Office Space right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just want I don't know, like get up in the morning, go get some go get some coffee from from like the Starbucks that no one goes to. 
Okay. Well, that, go, like, that exist? Uh, <laughs> well, they're like the one that like less people go to. You know, like okay, like, okay. Like, like, like in the yeah. town, there's two Denny's. Gotcha. You know, you go to one, but not the other. Yeah. Or maybe go with Dunkin' Donuts. Go Dunkin' Donuts. They have oh. better coffee. Okay. Yeah, they have better coffee. Yeah. Right. Coffee flavored coffee. And then do a Ben Affleck. Go sit in the go sit in the Lowe's parking lot. And just like watch yeah. the crows. Pick up things like. Just rub one out. Are you there? Yeah. Every now, and then, yeah. Want, uh, yeah. Get a couple. Get a couple in. And then yeah. Just yeah. Just, just 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 relax all day. Just uh. Okay. I like it. I dig it. That's a perfect, and then just come uh, back. And I just find chill. you more attractive right now, by the way, after that question. Right? <laughs> yep. Let's do All right. together. It's baby. working, Ryan. It's working, buddy. Uh, capitalism. What? <laughs> Scott, when did you last sing to yourself? Sing to myself? Oh, God. I talk to myself and sing to myself all the time, probably. <laughs> probably today. I don't, you know, I don't know if, like, sing to myself. No, we say sing to yourself. Does that mean just, you know... Like a song, sing, sing the out, song like, out yeah. loud. Probably within the past few few days. I, okay, I, I what song? That I had could not tell you. <laughs> was it Pony by Genuine? Yes, yes, it was Pony by Genuine. Yeah, sometimes I'll just start singing random bullshit too. So I just entertain myself. So, but I couldn't tell you what the song was though. <laughs> okay, what about to somebody else? Oh God! <laughs> if you see Scott's face right now, Scott, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Make uh, sing some boys and men to sexy lady friend. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I truly don't know the answer to that one. It probably <laughs> okay. It probably was like a karaoke thing or something. So I don't know. So it's been a minute then. Oh, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, I don't think I sung to anybody uh, during 2020. All right, I'm going to ask this question all four of us because this is a this is a good one, but I think in keeping with it so far, it's dark. Okay. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I'll start first. Okay. It's going to be diabetes. Diabetes? Mine, yeah, it's going to be something diabetes related. Mine will be, but I'll, I'll like go down some dark alleyway because I want to see what's at the at the end that I'll get stabbed by like a homeless man or something. My curiosity okay. is going to be what kills me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, nice. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought at one point Aylin was going to get murdered because she had this uh, time in her life where she wasn't working and she would spend her day just driving around and she met some random homeless person Took oh, him yeah. uh, to Carm, I think it was. Got him some clothes, <laughs> and took him into some. She took her him into some place in the woods. Oh shit! To some place in the woods. Yeah, and I think he had a knife. I think that's a part of the story. <laughs> or maybe I confused with another. She's very hell? nice. Hell, did she take? Well, hang on a minute. Wait a minute. I got to backtrack here. What was the homeless man's story that got her to take him to the fucking woods? Right. Now this is a long time ago, so I can't remember. But I remember telling her, "Hey." You're awesome. You're kind. Yeah. But, you know, don't yeah. don't wind up on some episode of uh, like some kind of murder podcast. <laughs> For all of our all the kids listening at home right now, if a homeless man wants to take you to the middle of the woods, say no. Say Never no. go to yeah. a second location with a stranger. No. It won't. No, Carm was enough. She she did her good deed. She took him to Carm, got him some clothes. He's on his own at that, at that point. Look, there, I don't no, think, no yeah. to the woods. I want to go ahead and just stay, to uh, escalate that. If anyone that you do not already know on a pretty yeah. good level, and you know what? In fact, if anyone that you don't know camps regularly uh, invites you to go to the woods, say no. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say if Ryan calls me and says, "Hey, can you take me to the middle of the woods tomorrow?" I'm not. I'm not not. I'm not questioning his no. motives. <laughs> the last time, the last time anyone asked me to go to the middle of the woods, it was so she could smoke crack. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. 
I mean, if I'm going to the woods, it's to play amp cards, so. Yeah. And this isn't like the 90s when, when somebody would say, hey, t- let's go to the woods here. I found a secret stash of porn. It's, it's not a thing. That, you can, that's you can say it was a- I get that. I get that. <laughs> now, now did, did what was the reason for going to the that's woods? That's how you're going to die, Scott. Somebody's going to lead you out into the woods with the promise of porn. <laughs> I just I just understand. Like if, you're, if you're a kid, like if you're like a teenager and your buddy says, hey, I got a stash of porn in the woods. Okay, I get that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what was, that's what the was thing the we did back man? in the day. We passed yeah. it down. Right. What was the homeless man's reason for? We'll have to break her own because I can't. <laughs> I cannot remember. It's been so long, but I remember that. To, I was thinking my head. I am not going to be able to sleep at night until I have the answer to this, right? So, <laughs> just so you know, I will text her. <laughs> okay. All right, Boston. Do you have a secret hunch how you will die? Knowing me and my luck, it will be very anticlimactic. Fall mm. <laughs> asleep. <laughs> It will be something stupid benign or it's just like I get up one day and I go in and I, it'll be like Elvis, just like strain myself pooping too hard. Mm-hmm. And my heart is just like, and done. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> it's time to come home, Biggie. He says like our mutual friend, Ryan Waller, like he has, uh, if Ryan is doing anything dangerous he will never get hurt like he could be you know swimming with sharks you know cliff diving whatever but if he like walks outside and there's a piece of paper there he's going to cut his foot and get an infection you know it's it's, I, it's huh. uh that's the other thing i've been trying to get my sleep schedule back under control because i have had the worst time trying to stay awake driving recently so oh, oh, no, it is oh, it, it's the weirdest it's the weirdest damn thing too once I get where I'm going, I feel fine. Ready to go. Yeah. Get out there. Get home. I feel great. But like the process of being in the car and driving yep. from point A to point B, I'm like, oh, fuck. I wonder if it's um, so a lot of times because when you drive the same routes that you go all the time, your brain doesn't. It's like, I don't need to re-upload all of this information because it's already there. And like that's an why you'll, that's why you'll sometimes space. I wonder if yeah. that's it because everything's just running in the background. That it's like, oh, I don't have to process new things. I can get some rest right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah because there's times where you, <clears throat> yeah, where you'll come home and you'll be like, I cannot remember any of that trip. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then I, you get home and like like boss said, you're wide, you're wide awake. Yep. Yep. Ready to go. Ready to run around. That's 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 why that happens because it's it's like a web page loading. Your brain is like, I already have all this downloaded. I don't need to re-download it. It's I fine. am gonna try though. I did notice. I feel like it did. I did do better this today because I I decided to go with podcast rather than music. Uh, to on the way in. Okay. Try nice. that again to, to stay awake. Keep your brain but, simulated. Yeah. That might be the other idea. way that I die is passing out on while you're driving and causing a, another hundred car pileup. Oh, Jesus. I want to make sure if I'm listening to music when I die, that right the second before I die, I can at least change the channel over to something cool <laughs> so that people don't find me and turn on my car and then they hear Genuine's pony. No offense, Boston. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's exactly how I want to go out. I want to go out listening with Genuine's pony playing. Well, it's like I've said recently, uh, I've been listening to the Mountain Goats so often that Siri's about to start calling the suicide hotline. You have a theme with um, animals that you can ride. Mountain goats, ponies. <laughs> Mountain goats, ponies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, Imagine. That would be awesome. Um, Kim, how do you think you're going to die? You don't want to know my answer. 
Oh God! No, we have to know. Yeah. Fucking a squid. No. No, I've I've <laughs> expect that my depression just gets me at some point. Um, no, realistically, it'll it'll probably just be cancer because it's so heavy yeah. in my line. Yay! Yay! Yeah. I've already made peace that I'm gonna lose my boobs at some point. It's just gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, it's, again, with like we were talking about earlier, we we've gotten to a point where it's not even a. Well, in case she gets breast cancer, okay, here's, we're just putting the fund aside. We're just putting the money aside and be like, all right, when, when the breast cancer happens, yep. yeah. what we're going to do. Like, because when my, we... when my mom told me she had it, Boston took it harder than <clears throat> I did because I had, I had grown up with this concept of cool. Grandma had it. My aunt's had it twice. Mom will get it. That'll, that's just what's going to happen. And so when mom called me to tell me that she had it, she was like, hey, so I'm working on my will. What do you want? <laughs> that's... I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Dang, with how dark these questionnaire is, I wow. bet that's going to be question 20. <laughs> what do you want on your will? <laughs> so much more in love with her now. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, but you're, uh, but you guys, I think you're doing it well with like, um, having the money ready in case it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's smart. Out of the three closest females that she, the three closest female relatives she has, there's been four cases. Four, there's been four, you know, four cases out of three females. Yeah, we're pro- it's going to happen. Yep. Just let's just go ahead and get ready for it. It's going to happen. Yep. Because that was uh, kind of a bummer. I'm going to have you do number nine here, Kim. <laughs> um, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? I feel most grateful to um for the people that I know and the opportunities that I have and June 21st <laughs> Oh it's a reference to Miss Congeniality. Don't give me that. Oh. <laughs> like what's happening? Okay. <laughs> That's when she stormed in the Capitol. Right. Uh, no, like I'm. I'm very thankful for being able to find out who I am as a person and be able to love and accept myself for things that people would probably not accept, like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I think that's one thing that's super cool. With like, especially like, I think the last decade is people have become way more accepting. The, to allow people to live like their lives yeah exactly i never had understood that you know like why do, why do people care so much how is it affecting you exactly what somebody else does or what they want i mean that makes no sense i have wonderful yeah. partners i have i get to dance on stage i get to play video games like life's good that's awesome yeah <laughs> that's the best way to look at it and then on you know june 21st you're storming the capital yeah <laughs> I don't, yeah, have a, awesome. I don't have a, uh, an amazing partner, and I don't get to dance on stage, but I play video games. Yeah. And I guess I'm going to join her on the 21st of June. That sounds uh, fun. Me too. I mean, Whatever we're doing. I'm, let's I'm be there. honest. I'm there. Oh, stole May that election. 25th. That was, that was the day. May 25th. May 25th. Okay. Ah. What is your idea of a perfect date? May 25th, because it's not too hot, and it's not too cold. <laughs> Sadly, in Tennessee, it is hot by that point. It's stupid yeah, hot. We'll never know what's going to be in Tennessee, so. right? This is true. They just roll um, dice and see what weather we get today. I think so. Like, 
There's got to be times where Todd Howell just goes into the room where the Doppler 10 is kept and just screams at it for embarrassing him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think you have to have any credentials. You know, if you're if you're a weatherman in, in around our area, yeah. go for the interview. Like, hey, what's, you know, I, I'm just going to make shit up. You know, okay. Yeah, you just got to make sure you're old enough that you've got the sciatica behind and, and the knee pain. You can be like, hey, my knee is acting up. We're going to get rain today. <laughs> Exactly. 50% chance of rain. Yep. This is as accurate as we're going to get. Boston, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Like a superpower? You could do that. Hmm. Or you could be good at chess. Like the ability to sleep. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that'd be, that would be nice. That would be divine. What was it? What have I been trying to focus on recently? Uh, Artwork? Not having yeah the the, the the ability to the ability to 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 focus all the way to the end of a fucking project. God, that would be nice. Huh. Are you somebody that does like a lot of projects at one time? Like my my mother, I've been working on my mother's laptop bag for about <laughs> seven months now. Uh, yeah. sometime yeah. last last year, still working on it. Uh, How's the progress? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, it, is it even out of the roll yet? <laughs> so it's but no, I mean it's most mostly it's put together. I just gotta oh, okay. Get, I got to get get the last bits punched. Okay. It's it's just that I have a. I am glad. I'm very happy that I'm able to do things very quickly, because yeah. I found that if I don't get them done like the same day or at least get mo- a lot of progress and then focus to get it the rest of the done the next day. It's not going to get done. It's just, it's, yeah. It's just not going to. Like, that's why I'm trying to fight right now to finish the uh, uh, sagas and shenanigans, get caught back up on it. Because I've got all, the, I've got all the, the files and stuff again. I just have to fucking do it. Yeah. And so we need a dog about... to get rid of the squirrels. Got it. So what? We need a dog to get rid of the squirrels. Yeah, dog to get rid of the squirrels. And then a, uh, this, but we need the squirrels to get rid of the nuts. But then we need a, a cat to keep the dog distracted. And then we need. <laughs> It's a lot. There's a lot to this. Uh, I say just procrastinate on it. Um, Scott? That's the easiest way. Yeah. Scott, what do you value most in a friendship? Uh, loyalty. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Loyalty I... and honesty. Yep. About anything. If you have to be able to be honest with friends. And... Yeah. It's not really a friend if you can't. That's a good answer. Communication. You know, I think we're falling in love a lot right now. So let's take a break from this and listen to somebody else that we love. Uh, Auntie Liz with her uh, K-pop minute. All right. So this is the first segment um, of the K-pop corner, and I am uh, Liz Brooks. Um, I've been a fan of K-pop for oh gosh, um, fifteen years now, uh, and I, I, I do have a very strong understanding and love of um, all things that are related to uh, East Asian music. So um, throughout this segment, I'm going to be just talking about East Asian music and culture and things like that. Um, For this first episode, I want to kind of get into a little bit the history of K-pop. To me and my understanding about it, 
I would say K-pop really in what it is now started in the 80s. Well, 70s and 80s. Uh, And this first segment, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. Um, So, all right. Uh, To start, in the 70s and 80s, um, South Korea was under the government of uh, President Park Chung-hee. So this guy was not... um, the biggest fan of uh, American nor Japanese uh, music. Um, Understandably, in a certain degree, you definitely have the Korean War uh, that Americans weren't super dope in. Um, And then, of course, uh, the Japanese also not super dope to South Korea. Um, On top of that, you have a government that is very small, very poor, and has a very, very tight grip on its citizens. Um, so you're definitely, it's not a hard jump to realize that, uh, especially through the 50s and 60s, when rock and roll music really started to take hold, that Western ideals sucked, and those weren't dope to have, bro. Um, one of the biggest influences through Korean music, I, it's, so... This man, he's known as like the godfather of Korean rock music. His name is uh, Shin Jong-hoon. This guy is one of the most badass badasses that has ever existed. Take Keith Richards, put him in a narco-syndic commune of 2,000 years worth of filial piety, and then give him a bunch of drugs. (laughs) He was great. And so he founded sort of a branch of rock music called Trot Music. And let me tell you, that stuff is choice. It is weird, psychedelic prov rock. If you've ever heard of the uh, 1960s band called Death uh, from uh, Motown, actually, um, from Detroit, Michigan, it's one of the first all-black Uh, punk metal groups uh, to ever come out and they came out in the 60s very similar vibe Um, definitely a whole lot of they walked so that Jimi Hendrix could run Um, and Jong Hyun really was that guy Um, the problem was is that trot music definitely took a lot of derivatives from uh, Japanese rock Um, and a lot of people if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about and this is complete and utter nonsense to you, you at least could understand, even if you don't have the lyrics to the songs, that there are fundamental chord progression differences between the two different styles of music. Uh, you tend to see a lot of things in Western style being in the um, major chords, whereas Eastern, it's minor. Um, so... As time went on through the 70s and into the 80s, the government, not only did they uh, imprison and eventually uh, kick out the godfather of Korean rock music on trumped up charges of weed, um, they also were working really, really hard um, to ban unhealthy songs. I think at its height in uh, 1975, there was... um, over 250 like Korean songs that were banned by the government and a good 300 foreign songs that were banned. 
um, for belief that it was negative influences on national security. And they wanted more like healthy popular music. And healthy is really the key term in a lot of this stuff. And you're going to see it through the history of K-pop um, before the state lost its control over K-pop is this belief structure that through music, influencing the youth does have a certain tang to it. In the promotion of healthy songs, you had a lot of things like, well, by President Park, My Homeland, um, which is just terrifyingly uh, homogenistic and, and nationalist and um, kind of super creepy. Um, but once you start getting into the 80s, something really cool happened in Asian music in which it was the rise of the ballad. It was the 10-foot-tall hair ball gown singing your heart out about your lost love. Um, one of them, uh, there was this uh, musician, Lee Guangzhou, um, and they sang, uh, you're too far away to get close to. Um, that was one of like the first, I would say, like pop ballad albums to come out of South Korea. And it really had a resonation with a lot of the younger generation. Um, as it goes through into the 80s, you start seeing um, one of the biggest names. He is really the king of K-pop. It's Cho Young-pil. Um, so he's... Y'all, he's basically like if you took George Clooney and you put him with Frank Sinatra and then you blasted out one of like the craziest, most nonsensical Eagles songs that you could possibly do. That's what this guy did. It was insane. It was bonkers. And there's like, I mean, a couple of them are pretty normal. There's like one song uh, that came out in 88. It was called Soul, Soul, Soul. Um, and that one was a really big deal because it was for the Seoul Olympic Games and it was in Korean, English, and Japanese, which was kind of a certain way of healing the nation after so much state control based on fundamentally hating the Japanese and Americans, um, which again, yeah, fair, uh, real fair. Um, I would say that one of my more favorite parts of him is that he started doing a, an evolution of synthesizer-based music, which is the core and the backbone of what I would say K-pop is today. Um, I could go on a little bit longer and talk about a bunch of other stuff, but I think I'll leave it here for today. Um, I highly recommend looking up the uh, 1988 Seoul Olympic Games uh, in the or opening performance. Because you're going to see a whole lot of really cool stuff come out of there. I also highly recommend that you do your own research. You kind of listen to Bong Joon and a couple of other different uh, musicians from that era. Because what you're going to hear is things that you just haven't heard before, man. I mean, the use of a synthesizer in the way that it's been used and, and the alternated levels. And of course... You have to get into uh, Korean folk music and the thousands of history, years of history behind that it does have a different melodic setup than normal Western music. So, you know, when you start getting into that, you start getting, even if it's not your bag, dude, you're going to actually do yourself a benefit in the service because, I mean, you actually get to listen to something you would have never heard normally.
next week I'll be doing uh, the 90s into the early 2000s, uh, as well as kind of talking a little bit about um, some of the influences of Korean music on Japanese music, as well as uh, different TV shows and anime and whatnot. I appreciate y'all so much, and uh, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Have a good night. And back. All right. So <laughs> good improv. <laughs> um, all right. So I did think of one more question here that I really like that I think we'll do and then just uh, wrap that part up because I don't want this to be like a four hour podcast. We'll start with Boston here. Boston, what is your most treasured memory? You know what? Fuck it. I'll go with it. Um, so a friend of mine, when I was when I was about 16 years old, I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to go do 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 it, I'm gonna end it, and we're like, nope, we done. At the time, I was playing Amp Guard, which is a boffer LARP where we dress up like rodeo clowns and hit each other with pull, pull toys. It was a lot of fun, and I did, had just had a whole bunch of shit going on at once because at, you know at sixteen, remember everything's really important, and it isn't. It really isn't. But at that age, everything was the most important thing in the world. So I decided I was gonna kill myself. And I was going to go ahead and do that one thing, that, that smart thing that everyone should do, and go say goodbye to everybody first. Because that at least gives you that option. I recommend doing that if anybody's in that position, because it could give you that option to be like, hey, wait a minute, maybe life's not so bad. These people are kind of cool. Also, if your friend randomly has been very depressed and then throws a party and seems really happy, you should probably talk to them because they may or may not be about to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind, too. Yeah, if anybody, if anybody suddenly... Uh, if, if somebody who has been showing signs of depression for a long time and cut themselves off does suddenly show back up and is like, hey, everybody, how are you doing? They're not actually better. Um, <laughs> they're, they yeah. come to terms with what's going to happen and they should, you, should, you should talk to them. I'm walking around saying, saying hi to everybody, talking to everybody. And there was this new girl there that I had never seen before, had never met. And she was sitting up. By what the what we called the tavern, which was a burnt down building, up to her and I was like, "Hi, how you doing?" And she looked up at me, and she had this big stupid grin on her face, just this big stupid grin, and she said, "Hi," like really happy, and I remember like looking in her eyes, and she was just so happy to be there, like she was just so happy to be the, to to. She, like, she didn't know how sad the world was. She was just happy to exist. And I was like, why can't I be like that? Why can't I just be happy to exist? And there was a little voice in the back of my head that said, well, why not? And at that very moment, I was like, oh, you know, fuck it. I'm going I'm to I'm hang around a little bit longer. Let's see how this works out. And so, like, I've never told her, and I'm not going to say her name on uh, on the podcast, <laughs> And Kim, if you say it, I will I will delete the entire thing right now. <laughs> she saved I, I will never forget that she saved my life. And it's so and it's so yeah, that that is my most cherished memory was the That's awesome. The weird little girl that saved my life. Yeah, sometimes I think you just have to put things into perspective. Yep. Kim, do you have a story? What was the question? Yeah, sure. It, <laughs> what is your most cherished memory? 
the night that Boston and I first started going out. Oh, oh, because he gave me my favorite first kiss ever. So we had gone out to the goth club that I had learned two days before was a goth club and not Jewish temple. Hmm. Doubly confusing because it was pajama night. So, of course, my little religious brain thought, oh, pajama night at church. That makes sense. But we had gone out to the goth club. I'd been kind of back and forth between these two guys that I really liked. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. About halfway during the night, I figured out, okay, boss is what I'm going to go with. He seems really cool. Hmm. He had been out running an errand for somebody. So our, our mutual friend... I was picking up a bunch of sparks. You were? I was going to ignore that part. <laughs> yeah, it was, before, it was before Four Loco, so we were, we were drinking sparks. Yeah. One of our mutual friends, I told him... I had told his girlfriend, and he runs out after after the after the club closed. He runs out to the parking lot on the other side and runs up to Boston and tells him. And all you hear, but no, doesn't just tell me. Yells it like what? <laughs> yells it like across the parking lot while I'm right in front of him. And all you hear is this loud "woo!" Really excited. <laughs> Oh, and then I came over to him, and he goes, "Look me in the eyes, look me in the eyes." So I did, and then he kissed me. Oh, oh, that's awesome! That is awesome. Good job, buddy. Boston <laughs> is the Mac, <laughs> the Mac Daddy. Uh, yeah, he just has a ten in luck, and then wonders why things happen. This is true. That's awesome. That's beautiful. And you guys make a great couple. How long have you I been agree. married now? This uh, year will be eight years. Yeah, so we're, oh, we're wow. about we're about seven, seven, seven point four. Yeah, because uh, well, October, awesome. end of October. So yeah, uh, seven years, four months. That's fantastic, Scott. What is your most cherished moment? That's hard, man. Like, I, there's um, probably I would say, you know, my, I lost my dad like a lot, you know, years ago. So I would say probably just just small things like the the times I was able to go fishing with him or just hang out with him, you know, just, just things that I wish I could do now, you know, that I can't and that I wish I could have done more of. So I would say something like that. Okay. Although, little, just little, little small moments with him. Yeah. So, so it's small moments with him. I was like, I don't know if you can answer that question with all these things that didn't happen. Oh yeah. 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 No, no, no. Right. right. <laughs> things I wish I still could do <laughs> that I have done gotcha, before. Gotcha. Right. All right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Mine's going to seem very shitty now uh, and shallow. Mine was meeting Stan Lee. I, hey, man, that's that's awesome. That's though. I think that. Well done. I feel the same. I feel the same way if I ever met Stephen King. So I, I wish I could have met Stan Lee or Carrie Fisher. Oh, I'm oh, badass, and same. I love her. Yeah, I got blessed because the following year is when he passed, and I think after Dragon Con, he did one more convention and then retired from conventions. I remember when we were talking about that, Ryan, that you were going to meet him. You we were like, yeah, you probably don't have a whole lot left. Uh, Tom left. Yeah. He's really you know, getting up there. So, Yeah, and he did the thing where he basically sat. Um, you came in. You couldn't touch him. You you know, just And that makes sense. He was old. They didn't want him to catch anything. You don't want to be the person that gives him a cold that kills him. Right. You don't want that on your conscience. Um, but I came up to him, told him how much I how much I respected him and how much his creations meant in the making of who I am as a person. And he looked at me and said, that's beautiful kid. That's beautiful. Aww. And then I, then I smiled and I did the, you know, the Spider-Man thing and I got my picture taken. 
yeah, it was a very nervous getting up to him because, you know, it's like meeting like your hero. Yeah. But it's a good experience. It's not like where you meet your hero and your hero's trash. Right. Yeah. 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 Because that always sucks. R.I.P. Warren Ellis. So I, I have a question. Sure. This is this is open for whoever. What is your favorite question word and why? What is your I'm sorry, what? What is your favorite question word of Oh question who, word? Where, when, why, how and how. Got it. And why? Who, what, when, where, and why? And how? The question words are who, what, where, when, why, and how. Hmm. Mine is probably what. What? Yeah, because I like asking people, like, what's your favorite TV show? What kind of movies do you like? I, I think what is mine. Scott? I, I'm i going to say the same answer, but most, but, but maybe for a little bit different reason. Like, uh, I'm always like, like I said before, the reason why I'm probably going to die is because I want to know what's there. Uh, I want to know what's what's at the at the end of that hallway. What what's in the spooky door? You know what's what's the reason for this or what's the why did I hear this or what was the reason that noise happened? You know, so what's probably going to be my answer too? Okay, just for a different reason. Okay, I know that uh, I've I've already had this conversation uh, off the podcast, but I mine mine was how I care more for for one. I reminded everybody that how is one of the is one of the six words. Yeah, <laughs> huh. I thought you were just trying to be uh, be an Indian. Yes. Hey, Andy. Yeah. Hey, Native American Scott. <laughs> right. Yeah. American, I'm Scott, sorry. we don't need you to get canceled. This is an art attack. Come on. Because I, I am, I am far more interested in. I, I can usually figure out like what happened, but like I yeah. want to know how. Like how did that? Like how it happened? Yeah. Like okay, clearly, yeah. Like the door slammed shut, but how did it slam shut? Okay. Got it. Was it a, was it the wind? Was it a ghost? Was it a mechanism that I installed earlier in the day? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And what about you, Kim? Mine is why, partially because I forgot about how when I originally asked this question. Huh. It, it was just like, this would be a good getting to know people question. No, it is. Yeah. I want I to know why things do what they do. Okay. How it how is also important because like how they do them kind of answers it, but I, I want to know why it does that. Like why do things work the way they do? And also, uh, okay. I think also you, I remember you saying it was like why why did you say it that way? Why did you and what why did you say X instead of Y? Why was like why are you why are you approaching me in this in this? dark alleyway why <laughs> why is this the first thought you had <laughs> why are you stabbing with a knife right now killing me yes, yes. is it society <laughs> uh, blood yeah um, <laughs> right. if it's no, that kind of like you've gone the wrong uh, way <laughs> yeah. i can't think of the name of it i don't know what channel it's on but there's a show where it like shows you how things are made uh, uh it and is sometimes discovery okay I sometimes will just put that on as background noise and just sit there and listen to it for and watch for a couple hours because I think it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, back in the day, I used to love Unwrapped, and it was it was hosted by Mark Summers of Nickelodeon fame, and he would just go in and show you how they made different candy and different treats. Oh yeah, ah, oh, that was amazing. That was an amazing show. That was when I was really into those channels. Like they had Man versus Food. And then the guy who hosted that supposedly lost a lot of weight and then started hating fat people. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah he turned against fat people pretty quickly. It was it was weird. 
Now, Scott, you promised us before we started taping that you have a funny breakup story. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're not telling it? No, 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 no. This was a funny first date story. Okay, all right. That I feel like I was catfished on. Uh, oh, uh, so it was someone. It was during COVID, uh, so it's hard to like do things during COVID with the whole dating scene. Anyway, it was someone that I had. I talked to it was one of those dating sites. I couldn't tell you which one. Um, so yeah. she seemed really cool, you know. And uh, she had, and I, you know, she was super cute, uh, you know, and all the pictures and stuff. She was like, yeah, I'd probably, I don't, I don't believe I'm as cute uh, in person, but it was like, oh, I find it hard to believe. Or uh, she kind of sort of, you know was giving me a little bit of hints up first and then so anyway uh i went to meet her at her house our plan so we both were into horror stuff uh you know so our, our idea was to just do a chill hangout day uh and watch uh, some horror things horror shows so i uh okay. I, I we so we set that up uh so i went to meet her um and almost instantly wanted to leave uh so <laughs> a a I could have maybe gotten around one of the two, but not both. Um, a, she had the 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 deepest, most hickish voice you could ever imagine. Um, like, just so you guys didn't talk on the phone before you set this up. Uh, I think we did once, uh, and I remember, but I remember. I, I think maybe I was thinking, well, maybe it was just a weird connection or something. I think I think one time we did, but it was it was horrific. Yes. It was it was absolutely a weird horrific. connection. It makes her sound like Mill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's exactly. saying, but chicka Paul. But she looked nothing like her. I mean, I'm not trying to, to sound like superficial, but she looked nothing like any of her pictures at all. Uh, so I was like, well, this is great. Uh, so anyway, so I was still hung out. We still hung out. Um, you know, we watched the one, uh, I think we watched, how uh, was it? One of those horror shows on Netflix, uh, house of haunting Hill or, or one of those, okay. um, which, you know, which was fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the show. Uh, so we we're hanging out for, for a while. And I was I, I, like the whole time I was like, how the hell am I getting out of here? What, what, what am I doing? How am I going to get out of this date? <laughs> what, what, what excuse yeah. can I come so up with? So you don't usually go to these dates with them. No, no, I don't, yeah, I don't so have like a backup plan. Yeah, I could have like said, hey, Ryan, uh, text me around eight. Say <laughs> there's a sort of emergency. So, uh, so what had yeah. happened was uh, at some point uh, during our binge watching of the horror show, she fell asleep on the couch. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, this might be my out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did a little uh, test. Uh, I got up, you know, I kind of went to the the uh, the restroom and I came back and I was like, I was trying to be a little bit loud just to just to see if she was still asleep. And sure enough, she was. So I was like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm totally bouncing. So I just I just left. Uh, and you know, I I think I I, and I was still nice about. It. I think I texted her later. Or she texted me later that night or something and said, hey, sorry, she fell asleep. But yeah, I didn't want to wake you up. So I just, you know, just left and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, I never saw her again. <laughs> that was my one story of dating in the COVID I think, world. Fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, I remember one time I walked up. I was going to meet a girl at her house. I walked up to her house and she had a screen door. And inside I heard her screaming something about possums and cigarettes. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, shit. I can't do this. <laughs> I just yeah. turned around and left. I wonder if it was the same girl. Right? <laughs> My problem was I already had met her. Uh, so I already had met her before I realized how bad it was. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, was like, I couldn't just like be mean, but like just bounce. You know, maybe if I hadn't 
got to her house yet or something. If but she no, hadn't I, seen you yet, yeah, yeah. Right, if she didn't know I was already there, I couldn't be mean about it. Uh, and, you know, and I did stay a long time. I stayed for hours. So, you know, it wasn't like I just, you know, bounced as soon as I saw her. <laughs> so I tried to be, uh, be nice about it. See, the best thing about me is when I want to leave and stop doing stuff, I'm pretty blunt. Right. <laughs> I just I, say, I'm done. Yeah, you're very. I set up a I set up a safe word for when I'm like, nope, I can't, I can't nice. anymore. It's time to go. Time to go. That's. I will say, Ryan, that's there is one exception to your rule, and that was our Boondock Thanks night. Oh yeah, when I was forced <laughs> to. So, friends, the Wallers on my birthday, they uh, had this huge day for me. We went to. Pigeon Forge. We went did a like kind of like an escape room with an Egyptian theme. We did some putt putt. Was that the, was that the, lady, was that the fart lady? Yes. the The host of it sucked because she wouldn't let us like take our time. She was trying to rush us through. Yeah. So she would give us like literally seconds to solve the puzzle. Then she go, yeah. "What if you touch this this uh this stone here and do yeah. this?" To the and it looked um, like she let a giant fart. In, oh yeah. In the middle of it was bad. It was like King Tut's revenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So she did a uh, putt putt golf. We did putt putt golf. Uh, took took us to Connor Steakhouse, which is a really nice fancy steakhouse. Yeah. And then they said, "Hey, we're gonna go back to our place and show you Boondock Saints." And by gonna... the way, they also bought me a steak. It wasn't even my birthday. Uh, yeah, Scott lucked out. I just Scott got, I just got was... lucked out. Yeah. Um, Scott was like spending the night over there, and they took him along. So yeah. um, came Thanks, back Ryan. and they said, "We want to. You're welcome. We're like, we want to show you one of our favorite movies, uh, Boondock Saints." About 10 minutes into it, I realized I hated this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's maybe one of those movies where if you watch it at a certain age in your life, maybe it's different than when you watch it when you're older. Right. Um, I think that might yeah. be it. I see, I love Boondock Sings. I yeah. absolutely love it. I hated every moment of it, but I couldn't leave because yeah. they had just dropped a lot of money on me yeah. for my birthday. And I felt that that would be rude. I had to pretend, too, to like the movie when it's over until they you said... Did. You know, we do have a sequel, and that's not it. <laughs> oh, man, uh, I'm tired. To. I'm just so tired. I really want to, though. <laughs> this has been a whirlwind day for me. I have to get home and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah I, I I, don't get it. Is there any movies like that for you guys where, like, <laughs> people have, like, raved about it, and then you finally watch it with them, and you just hate it? I know for my brother, it was Princess Bride. Really? That's really sad. Yeah, because I, I don't think he ever saw it as a kid, so he absolutely hates Princess Bride because he saw it as you know not, not longer as an adult. Uh, for me, God, plus you two did not like The Wire either, did you? No, and it's so crazy. I've heard nothing but good things about The Wire. I, I don't know, maybe if it gets better after season one, but we gave up on it. We got through all season one, and we were like, I, we just can't do it anymore. We weren't hooked on it at all, and I've heard that it's amazing. So I don't know. I don't know what it was. That's me with the office. Yeah. I just I can't do it. Yeah, if you can't get through season one, you're not going to like it. Season one is amazing. So if oh, season yeah. one doesn't do anything for you, I don't think you're there's gonna, no yeah. no hope. Uh, what about you, Kim? Other than other than the office, I can't really think of anything like uh, other than that one movie <laughs> that we thought was going to be amazing and then was not. Uh, which one? Mr. Brooks. <laughs> well, oh, is that the uh, Kevin Costner's oh, uh, serial killer movie? Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but then Cook gets murdered. Well, with that one, uh, we weren't, we didn't have any expectations of that one uh, at first. We were just like, okay. hey, 
Kevin Costner movie kills people. Cool. It's kind of cool. It. Let's go on a date. And it was just like, oh, this is sad. <laughs> Such a bad movie. <laughs> I do remember a horror movie back in the day that I used to love as a kid and that I watched as an adult. I was like, okay, this is nowhere near as good as I thought it was or scary. And that was, did you ever see the movie House? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I love that as a kid, but as an adult, I was like, okay, this is, yeah. this is just cheesy as hell. <laughs> My understanding of House was I saw a part of House 3 flipping through channels once, and it was just the scene yeah. with the pizza that talks that she's like trying I to shove even, down the garbage disposal. I don't remember House 3 at all. I don't know if I ever saw House 3. Did it turn out it was a hallucination brought forth by lupus? No idea. <laughs> Wrong house. Wrong house. Oh, dang it. Um, the thing I always thought funny about the first two houses, I don't know if the third one continued this tradition, but the first house had Norm from cheers yeah and then house two right. had uh the post the mailman from cheers oh wow i don't know if anybody from Cheers showed up in the third house i don't even remember there was a third house because norm was the i didn't, even, um, I don't think I remember. he was like the neighbor wasn't he yeah yep yeah and then i don't know what john ratzenberger played in the second one but i do remember he was in there and even as a kid i was like yeah as a kid i was like that's that is pretty weird yeah I yeah. mean, I I have an opposite of that story. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Let's hear so it for it. When when my when my parents were younger, they owned a video store around the time Child's Play came out, and so one of the one of the props that they've just always had was a Chucky doll. Yeah. Oh, cool. And that when I was so little, cool. he used to sit in my stuffy bin, and I didn't know any. I just was like, that's kind of weird that his face is all scratched up. Whatever. And then when I got in, I think it was it was fifth grade or eighth grade. One of my friends in my Girl Scout troop was a huge horror movie fan, but she didn't tell me, oh, serial killer moves his soul over into a doll. She just said, it's not a doll that comes to life and kills people. So like the rest of the rest of my childhood, if my parents were were out of the house and it had already gotten dark. I knew Chucky was in a box under their bed, and if the lights were already off upstairs, I was not going upstairs and turning them on. <laughs> oh, God. Dang. Oh, my God. And then getting older, I actually watched Child's Play. It was like, oh, this is this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. Um, this was back in the day. It was at Winsong 16. Me and Aelin went opening night to the Cedar Chucky because we're that cool. We get into the theater. Surprise of surprise, we're the only ones in there. We sit in the front row, and about 10 minutes before the movie starts, this lady comes in with her kid, who's probably about 10 years old. Oh, no. And he has a life-size Chucky doll and a life-size The Bride doll. He oh, puts wow. him in the seats next to him, and they also sit on the same row as us for some reason. <laughs> he gives them their own seats, and as the movie starts, anytime Chucky or The Bride or uh, Chucky's kid kills somebody, he starts cheering. Like, he can't stop laughing. He's wow. in love with it. And oh, any no. sexual, inappropriate joke that he should not be getting at this age, he was cracking up. And I am so thankful that Aileen was there with me for this because I don't think anybody would ever believe this story. That's amazing, <laughs> man. Our theory was that his, that his dad must have somehow worked on the movie or something, but he had two life-size dolls. And there's a scene in the movie where Gina, uh, not Gina, is it Gina Gershon that plays the voice of the bride? Jennifer Tilly. Oh, Jennifer Tilly. Tilly. Jennifer Tilly, yeah. Tilly, yeah. So yeah. 
Jennifer Tilly, the actress, is uh, bound and gagged. Right. And somebody calls, and you can hear her going, mm, mm, mm. and the bride goes, "Oh, I'm just watching that. I'm just watching that lesbian movie I did, and I'm just tonguing her." You know, like that, right? Oh. And the kid lost his shit. <laughs> the kids oh. could not stop laughing. Yeah, it was um, it was uncomfortable. It was probably the most interesting thing about that whole movie. Um, because by that point, the franchise had kind of ran out of steam a little bit. Except I did like the remake they did, which was more like a Black Mirror episode. I still need to see that one. Uh, the one with Mark, with Mark Hamill as Chucky. Yeah. What? I missed that part. Oh, you didn't? Oh, yeah. Uh, so the... the I knew there was a remake. Well, there was... So there was, Curse of, there was Curse of Chucky, which looked like a remake, but was actually still in the continuity. Oh, Spoilers. that's that's where I'm confused. Okay. And then there was Child's Play 2016, 2018? Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. That was a... It was a... It was an actual reboot of the... It was a reboot of the original movie and set in... Uh, what was the, what was the big thing? Uh, it was the, it was a smart doll, so it could, yep. it could connect to the Wi-Fi in the house and help control things. Yeah. So that was a and big Bob, part so, of it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they both come out around the same time? And that was kind of what were there some confusion about it and, and what whatever. No, uh, Curse of Ch- well, Curse of Chucky was designed to look like a reboot because okay. Chucky uh, again spoilers if you haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, Chucky shows up with his face looking normal and then as they find as they learn more and more about what's going on there's a scene where he gets hit with something and it's it's this it's the same stitched up chucky doll oh got it he made he made like a fake face for himself okay so it was supposed to seem like it was a a reboot but it really wasn't and then there was then then the then the reboot then the the reboot happened around the same time as cult of chucky Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Cold of Chucky, Chucky was 2017, and uh, the Child's Play reboot uh, was 2019. Okay, I I thought uh, Cult of Chucky was actually really fucking good. Okay. Question, Ryan. After the movie was over, did Aylin take? Did you ask Aylin to take it to the woods? Because she, <laughs> she would have. She offered to take those uh, take those dolls to the woods. <laughs> she was like, "Come on." <laughs> We didn't offer to take the kids to the woods because that would have been okay, weird. Okay, right. That yeah, don't been. take if you if you offer to take one kid to the woods, oh, suddenly you're, you're, you got a reputation for life. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. I know, man. Um, can't take one kid to the woods anymore. Which is funny to me because I went to see I went to see uh, Bride of Chucky in the theaters. Okay, yeah, and the scene where the dude gets hit by a truck and just gets turned to mist. Yeah. I almost vomited in the theater. <laughs> what? Oh, damn. Oh, you were so innocent. Yeah, I was not ready for that. Precious Boston. Oh, was this before you had kind of like um, became numb to like horror films? Well, no, it was just. I want to go back in time and ruffle his hair. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was, it was something. I think it was just, it was something about the way it was presented. I think it was also, it was, it was, he was a token gay guy, wasn't he? Yes, he was the token gay guy. Like, it, it was something. It was something about like the like all of it together was just like, ah, and that's not something you expect to happen in a child's play movie. You don't expect to get your senses rocked like that. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was a very uh, uh, a third party kill like that was kind of unexpected. Yeah, nah. Um, now, other than just coming on the episode because Kim is awesome, you guys are announcing something tonight, right? Uh, yes, we were getting divorced. No, um, the... <laughs> oh. We're announcing something? What? 
So, uh, we, yes, we are announcing. Uh, also, also, pregnant. Yay! That explains a lot. That is, that is why I can't remember anything. My brain. The seed of Boston. <laughs> right. I'm eating for two now. Yep. Huh. Honey, you've been eating for two for many years. Like, oh damn. Hey, Boston. Same, bro. Same, man. Don't feel bad. <laughs> if I didn't have the metabolism that I do, I would probably weigh 400 pounds. So. <laughs> We've been uh, trying on and off for several years now to uh, get their computers up to snuff to where we can start actually streaming on Twitch or other such platforms. And we finally, finally might have it ready. So nice. we're awesome. really going to announce that we're going to start doing, we are still working on a finalized schedule, but for the most part, uh, the big things right now is streaming a bunch of cooperative play stuff between um, with me and Kim because one of the things we've noticed about streaming and especially streaming on Twitch is that you kind of you need a niche original host of the show uh, Jay Kendrick he has been streaming on Twitch under of course you had it he pretty much does dead by daylight okay, that makes sense he streams dead by daylight dead by daylight and dead by daylight and Friday the 13th uh, yeah, when he when he wants a break, he'll stream Friday the Thirteenth again. And if he really is feeling frustrated, he'll he's been running through the Baldur's Gate series. Okay, we got the remastered edition on PS Five. What's the name of his channel for people that want to listen to it? Of course, you had it. Okay, uh, it's just all one word, and it, which is weird because I always I always thought that was a magic. I always thought that was a magic reference, and then he doesn't play any magic on the channel. <laughs> um, Oh, I just figured it was it. To to me, it's it's either like, oh, of course you had an answer to, you know, of course, of course you had an answer. Of course you had the yeah, comic yeah. or yeah. in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Oh, of course you had the flashlight, motherfucker. Uh-huh. So he has been catering to that specific fandom, that specific like demographic. Yeah, that, that demographic. And so the one thing that I always noticed, you know, seems to be very. I don't want to say solipsistic, but very solipsistic. <laughs> yeah, it's usually it's, it's one one person on Twitch, one player that is getting that is doing getting it done. And so I was like, well, let's do. I want to focus on co-op, doing things as a team, as a pair, as a couple. Obviously, we're going to be doing things as a thruple too, since uh, Sarah has been helping out quite a bit on a few things. I'm going to get her to a, a play and B. She's been. She's far more familiar with streaming than the two of us, so I want her to be our moderator as much as possible. Also, I think she would just be happier to be mine. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys plan on, on starting all this? Well, we've been we've been doing a few test streams recently. Uh, I know that the the two big the two big ones we want to do are uh, we're going to probably start streaming uh, Apex Legends and Overwatch uh, coming up soon. Probably on uh, Tuesdays now that we are recording this on Thursdays. Okay. Behind the magic. <laughs> as as we move forward, I may also see if we can stream. Uh, Saturday. We can stream us making this. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, go. That'd be, that'd be cool. That would be a good Patreon thing if you guys set up a Patreon. Yeah, we're gonna go multimedia. We'll just make sure that we're dressed a little better, <laughs> we, and we frame the camera, the camera better. I mean, I have to wear pants. And I know that. Yeah. Unless we go to Ple- unless we go from Twitch to Plexstorm, but that's uh, a that's a that's, that's different. Well, you know, we could also make it our OnlyFans. That's fair. That's true. Well, I, I, have you have you guys have you guys heard about Plexstorm or Plexstorm? No. 
So there is a there is a site called Plexstorm that is they specialize in NSFW streaming, and I it, it only upsets me because there's so many syllables. <laughs> it's usually like it's Twitch, or caffeine, or mixer, or like these really like tight, easy to say words, and then it's Plexstorm like. Because they're fancy. Oh, I get it. Because it's like plexiglass. Because you can see everything. And storm. Because a storm's coming on June twenty first when we storm the capital. <laughs> I don't right, know. If that's right. It's happening. I don't know if that's a legitimate. <laughs> I don't know if that's why they did it, but that that's a theory. It's not funny. So that was. What are you going to call your uh, your show? The channel is twitch.tv slash corporation zero. The current working title for any of the cooperative stuff is ampersand gaming. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And then I also want to do, I've also been wanting to do like art streams and stuff whenever I am working on that, as well as I've thought about, if nothing else, streaming me working on the podcast as incentive to fucking work on the podcast <laughs> uh, on a regular schedule <laughs> and possibly getting uh, Sagas and Shenanigans finally caught up. Right. <laughs> Because nice. something, something accountability. If everybody could fucking watch. Also, we had we had talked about this in the past. Once we get up and and streaming more regularly, that I was going to do a series of just. I haven't oh, yeah, found the... a good name for it yet. <laughs> that's not just like shit I haven't played. <laughs> I like that name actually. It, it may be because there's 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 shit I haven't played. Working title, and then I also wanted to do a series called uh, the Games at Home. And I wanted to record a whole little intro thing where it's it's us driving and we drive by like Best Buy or GameStop. I'm like, oh, I want new video games. <laughs> Kim's like, we yeah, we have video games at home. And then the games at home. All of the the various free shit that I've downloaded from Prime Gaming, uh, GOG.com, Humble Bundle, uh, <laughs> Epic Game Store, all these just free shit that I've been picking up, which... Yeah. Last count was around 700 games or so. He has a lot of them. So, yeah. And some of them are just garbage. Like, now a lot of them are also like free to play ones that just got showed back up in my Steam, my Steam queue, and I can skip those. Like, I, I want to I come up with like a, a, a list of like, here's the, the, what qualifies as a game that I can finish. And I'm not going to try and complete them, just finish them. <laughs> and then just be like, and never see you again. And never, no, go away. <laughs> and no. So you're looking at like four or five hour games, nothing like a crazy 40, 50 hour RPG. So if, if there, if there are any that are going to run that long, I have, I've got plans to, uh, to cheat on other show uh, streams to get it like caught up. Okay. Hey, I can't sleep. I'm going to work on this right now. Insomnia <laughs> game. Yeah. The, and then there's the, the insomnia session. I like the title of that too. Insomnia gaming. <laughs> that's, that's, that's catchy. So all this will start. Yeah, I think it's exciting because I know that was always the plan earlier when we were just like video gaming that we wanted to do like streaming and Twitch. I do want to bring y'all over because uh, that's one of the reasons why we set up everything in here and I'm trying to get everything cleaned out because I do want to do one of the other things we got in the, in the plan is uh, the date night dice fight uh, is the working title where we invite other couples over or other friends over. Ron, you're gonna be my day, buddy. Okay. Yeah. I put out. Oh, so do I. So it'll be fine. So, I mean, yeah. we all fell in love with each other earlier. It's fine. Yeah, we all fell exactly, in love. Exactly. Exactly. So we all know how dark we'll each take other. Take us to the next. Uh, to the next level. <laughs> now that we found love, what are we gonna do with it? 
we're gonna roll with it, man. As Heavy D once said. All right, sorry, Boston. <laughs> Something like that. We're bringing bringing people over and doing board games. That'd be so. That'd be really fun, man. D and D one shots or okay, yeah, cards, whatever. I don't. I know. I definitely wanted to do a uh, four player commander mat uh, commander night with Mike D and uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Skull. Because they are huge commander players, and I want to get back into it. Yeah, and I think this is good. This is like the like we were talking about last week, kind of like the evolution of what we want to do with everything here. Like we got and Liz, we got Bingy doing his thing. I think it's just it's the natural progression and evolution of what we want to do. Speaking of which, hey Bingy, let's uh, talk to you for a little bit. Hey everybody, welcome to my new segment, The Big Bingy Theory, yay! Bingy gets another segment name change, yay! Cue the fireworks, cue the cue the audience cheering, thank you all so much, oh you're too kind. So yeah, the new segment, The Big Bingy Theory, where instead of just talking about video games, I figured I might as well go into my theories about and, and, and my thoughts on movies that I've watched, or any kind of news that's been coming out recently uh, revolving around the game industry. Uh, you know, just kind of kind of spice it up a little bit, apart from me just talking about video games. And uh, what better way to kind of start things off than my thoughts on a, on a movie that just came out on uh, HBO Max not too long ago, The Little Things. Now, as of this recording, uh, I am now in 2021. So basically, it's the start of when HBO Max did this big announcement of having every single huge Warner Brothers movie come out, not only in theaters, but also stream it on HBO Max. And uh, right now, they're starting it off with something small, but then occasionally it'll start getting bigger and bigger. You'll start to see a new Space Jam movie and a new Mortal Kombat movie and also the new Matrix movie in in the comfort of your own home so i think that's pretty cool i mean look I, not to get into a whole like thing about it maybe i'll talk about it in a future episode that but i'm here to talk about the little things the first big um the first one of the first big movies to come out on hbo max i'll start off by saying like uh, in terms of the good stuff about the film i will say that this is a a well-acted movie uh, based uh, from from denzel washington to remy malik to Jared Leto to an extent, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, yeah, in terms of like just the goodness of the whole movie itself, this is a well-acted movie. Denzel Washington, of course, you know, plays the, like you know a small town like uh, sheriff coming back into the big city, and then he's thrust into a, a crime scene investigation that's going on in uh, Los Angeles back in 1990 and 1993, I think, somewhere around there. It was like yeah, early 90s stuff, which. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. But then finding out later on that this has been like a drafted for so many years, like pretty much since the 90s. It's, it, I, find it, I find it kind of funny that they actually kept with the 90s uh, theme with it. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a well-acted movie. Denzel Washington, of course, you know, really good. Rami Malek coming off the hot success of Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, he does good and everything. And also check out Mr. Robot if you haven't. It's a good show. Um and uh, Jared Leto being Jared Leto. 
<laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. Like, he can be a good actor. Like, you know, if anybody that's seen Dallas Buyers Club, yeah, he's a good actor. But thing is, though, with this, it's like he's he's playing into something here. And I guess I'm just going to have to go into, like, what I didn't really like about this movie. Because, I, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, the good stuff is kind of short. Um, Jared Leto's character doesn't make a, a, a bit of goddamn sense. From the buggy eyes to the to the high pitched voice, and him saying the occasional line, "I could, I could, I could see you as a friend of mine, Denzel Washington, in another life." He's like an ooh, ooh, kind of Im- like very very small impression of Kevin Spacey's John Doe character in Seven. It's so just like you can't help but kind of just like laugh at it a little bit. Again, don't get me wrong, Jerry Leto could be a good actor, but what the fuck also this movie can drag and i mean it like uh the first half of it and everything gets you kind of stuck into it it's like you're starting to get a little bit of uh, interesting backstory as to why denzel washington's character uh is basically trying to solve this thing and everything you get more backstory as for his character which is pretty interesting stuff but uh again i won't spoil it for you for those that want to watch it um but it's very interesting but like towards like the middle part of the movie it starts dragging it starts getting so boring like there's so much driving into this you kind of think to yourself you're getting ready to watch birdemic or something so much driving (laughs) maybe not birdemic terrible terribly bad but yeah it's there's just a lot of it but anyway but then that third act gets going and then you think oh okay we're going to be into something getting something good here and again no spoilers but this just ends it in such a way where you're kind of just left thinking to yourself what was accomplished today like okay for those who have seen this already it has been out for like for a while um you know you probably know like how i feel about it too like you're probably in that same mindset of like what was what was accomplished here today and just the overall ending to the to the whole movie itself just makes no makes no sense. You start questioning, like uh, you start questioning a lot of things about like uh, the motivations for Denzel Washington and Rami Malek and everything. And then like what happens at the end and everything. You're kind of just left to yourself, like just kind of going, what? So do I recommend this movie? Uh, no, not really. I mean, if you want something that, like, you know, a nice little kind of time waster of a movie, a couple hours time and everything, you get a good, you get a good, you get some good acting out of this. It's just, you know, your the whole story in and of itself is going to leave you just kind of like very confused and frustrated. So I don't think it's something that you wouldn't want to experience when you're going to a movie. So I can't really say that I would recommend this movie. Just, just watch Seven that's pretty much what i'm recommending right now if you haven't seen seven go watch it it's on hbo max actually go ahead and give that a watch it's it's you'll get a much better um experience and story um compared to this so those are my thoughts on the little things but i also want to hear your guys's thoughts on it have you seen this movie do you have an hbo max subscription and if so you know what do you enjoy watching on there what kind of shows would you recommend for me to check out in the future Go ahead and leave a comment on the fa- on our Facebook page and just, you know, say what show that you think that we would we would all enjoy and we should check out or what game we should check out next or play. You know, please, by all means, share your opinions on our Facebook page. We would love to hear it. So what's next? I don't know. 
maybe a game, maybe another movie, maybe a random YouTube video, maybe some news. Who knows? But I'm sure to have a theory on it. So till next time, this is Bingy, and keep on gaming. back all right so nice <laughs> that was some good binging knowledge there bringing all and great segue too boston i segue like a champ you do i want you i actually want to buy you a segway that would think would be amazing <laughs> just seeing boston riding around in this living room on a segway yes yes I mean, it's like it's like a it's like a standing desk you just put like a Roomba on the bottom of the segway like I said, he did have the best segue of our entire podcast earlier in this episode, so I think he's... he's he already... did. That's yeah. all I'm picturing now. Yeah. Oh, Boston on a Segway? <laughs> Roomba with handles. So one thing I saw in the news recently that I wanted to talk about was everybody likes Pokemon, right? I guess. I'm not a big Pokemon fan, but... Eh, I'm not either, but I'm, I know lots of people are. Wordle. It's still pretty big, and this is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. And to celebrate it, mcdonald's is doing uh pokemon themed happy meals uh the box is super cute it looks like pikachu but what's not super cute is people have been scalping it like crazy yeah going to mcdonald's i bet some of this is probably the uh, workers and those people i don't have any problems with because they don't make a lot of money anyway but they're basically taking the box of them and then putting them up on for sale for like nine hundred, one thousand dollars, or you can see tons of TikTok videos where they're where they're going into the uh, drive-through and they're ordering ten to twenty Happy Meals. Oof. Yeah. So from what I'm seeing here, the ones who are doing actually going up and buying multiple Happy Meals aren't the biggest problem. One here, uh, dude uh, at JT Valor on Twitter. I uh, decided so to go to Pokemon, McDonald's to grab some of the new Pokemon card packs. Since you couldn't buy the pack separately, I bought 10 Happy Meals, and I'll be giving the food out to homeless in the area. And that's cool. That's okay yeah, if you do that. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, some of them are doing doing some real good stuff. Yep. So parents have already gone online, like, screaming that, you know, how dare you because your kids get to McDonald's for the Happy Meal, and they're out of, like, the prizes at that point. I don't know what their um, backup gifts are for the Happy Meals right now. But yeah, but I know like McDonald's, because McDonald's, for some reason, tossed this all out and just said, basically, they had no plans, but hey, you can get this many or that. They just basically made it a free-for-all. The way I understand it, it's 50 limited edition trading cards. Um, the packs contains four random cards and then all four 24 starter Pokemon and series icon Pikachu and standard and foil, foil versions. Mm. I know the next big thing in the Pokemon anniversary is Post Malone is going to have a virtual concert on February 27th. What? I had no idea that he was a Pokemon, but it all really makes sense right now. And I can't wait to see what he evolves into. Um, <laughs> but he's already Post. Doesn't he already be the third gen? Oh, that's true. Do you think he's the third generation of them? Oh, man. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be pre-Malone, current Malone, and post Malone? <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's a good point. That is really good. So I feel bad for the for the kids that have to work at McDonald's like the first couple of days of that because oh, God, because it's got to suck when you know like lunchtime at McDonald's probably has to be hell anyway. 
But can you imagine now, like, just people coming up ordering, like, because the TikTok videos, they would show people ordering, like, 20 to 25 Happy Meals. A bunch of people are mainly calling, like, dude, no one has more than five kids. Like, fucking stop letting them buy in bulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Limit or something. Right, right. Yeah, which I think is what McDonald's is going to start trying to do now um, while they're trying to address, like, the shortage. Uh, I guess in a way, I don't remember the age. I know Scott probably remembers this, but... Um, Back in the 90s, uh, when the Beanie Babies were super huge, I kind of remember um, the McDonald's on Broadway. There was one day where they had a big sign that said, hey, we're getting more Beanie Babies in on this day. And at lunchtime, the line, the drive through line was through the parking lot and out to the street and down next, uh, down to whatever that high school is um, down Broadway. My mom used to do that. The good Pikachu. It's not even the good Pikachu. Fuck. Is it not? Yeah, so I'm looking at the actual list here. A lot of them are really not... That big a big deal? I thought they were at least like reprints of some of the better versions of the cards, but no, it's it's literally all the all the uh, Fire, Grass, and Blue starters from all the different games and Pikachu. And as far as I can gather, it's not even like... A, it's not... No, it's just like... The, it's just like a, it's a basic Pikachu. It's not even the normal... Now, the Charmander art's kind of adorable because it's the Charmander in the rain. That's kind of cool. Okay. Oh. But... Yeah, it's frustrating for me because I'm a big Cinnamon Toast Crunch fan, CTC, uh, till the day I die. For life. Yep. And I was at uh, Kroger's last Saturday, and they were out of uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which I thought was weird. But I found out later that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is also running a promotion with Pokemon cards. Oh. So that's what I assume is somebody just basically snagged all the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What is worse, you finding out Cinnamon Toast Crunch is gone or Coke Zero? You already know the answer to this. I already know the answer, but for our audience at home that doesn't know the answer, please uh, inform them. Coke Zero. Uh, the other day when Boston and I were at Kroger's, Boston was in the middle talking about Bitcoins, and we walked into that aisle, and I stopped in my <laughs> tracks, and Boston immediately knew what had horrified me because there was just a giant... Space between normal Coke and Diet Coke. (laughs) Like, a part of my heart was missing. Sure. Oh, it was... The General Mills cards are playable. (laughs) Oh, are they? Okay. Well, that still doesn't matter. I would have liked some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Right. But to answer your question, Scott, there is a movie called Yesterday. It's the movie where this guy wakes up and the Beatles never existed and he creates the songs for them. Um, Also in this movie, he discovers... Coca-Cola is not a company because it's other stuff too. Yeah. And I was thinking in my mind, this is like a hellscape. I'm okay with not, I'm okay with not having the Beatles because I think they're probably a little overrated. Right. But if I. Careful. Uh, People might be looking. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I guess I would be okay because now if I had the knowledge, if I woke up and suddenly nobody knew what Coke Zero was. Right. That would be different than if I lived in a world where I never knew of Coke Zero. Sure, because you wouldn't know what you're missing anyway. Yeah, like when I was a dumb kid and I thought water was awesome. Right. Psh, yeah, I, I had no idea what was waiting me. No. I would like to know, Ryan, if you could, if you remember, when was your first experience of, of having Coke Zero for the first time? I can't remember, but I can tell you. I remember when they um, announced the news that they were changing the formula because I was oh. at work and I took a minute. I put myself into after call. <laughs> And out, yeah, I had to go out to the uh, to our little break area and see if they still had some of the old Coke left because I was like, because right. I, I had no idea if I was going to like the because I felt like I lived through the new Coke era. Yeah, 
And I was like, I don't want to, not again. You already went through, you already went through that once. There's no, no reason to go through it again. To be honest, I actually was okay with New Coke. Um, I don't think they've ever tried to like re bring it out as like, because uh, I think that would be a cool marketing thing. It's just bring it out like limited, kind of like they did Crystal Pepsi. But I think Coke is just basically, because people were pissed. Because oh, I remember seeing videos yeah. of people like taking the new Coke bottles and pouring them down the drain. Yes. Like being around like a sewer grate and pouring it down. People did not have a lot of stuff to worry about in the 80s like that. No. I wish that's all our problem was right now. It's just Coke changing. <laughs> you know what the big secret was back when uh, the, the biggest difference between Coke and Pepsi, right? What was that? The sweetness of the Pepsi was like, like when, the, when Pepsi did the taste test challenge and proved that everybody loved Pepsi more than Coke. Mm-hmm. If you just have them side by side, yeah, Pepsi's a lot sweeter and a lot better. Yeah. But you can't, it would be like, you know, like having cotton candy versus chocolate. I like cotton candy for a little bit, but like after like the fifth one, you're like, no, I'm done for a long time. Whereas Coke, yeah. Coke was like just that steady medium to be like, yeah, you're, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can handle this for a while. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. With cotton candy, if you're like at a circus or the carnival, it's okay because you when you go to those places, you make a pact with yourself that you're going to eat gross food. <laughs> it's, like a cheat, it's like a cheat day. Yeah, but I've never understood being in a movie theater eating cotton candy. That just seems, as a child, that would probably be amazing. <laughs> but as an adult, I it's just a weird movie treat to me. <laughs> I get it. Because AMC... Uh, I guess, are they still considered AMC or are they... Yeah, they're still AMC. I think so, yeah. Yeah, the AMC uh, wind song does that. I don't know if they still do because, you know, COVID. But they would have cotton candy. I always thought it was just weird. What's your uh, What's your go-to uh, movie snack? This, this, this is for everybody. I'm probably super basic and it'll say popcorn. With layered butter. All kinds the, of butter. The problem is when you say layered butter, they think that means drown it in butter. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta be like, hold up on the pump, bro. Yeah. Because you just be like, chill out. Um, Boston. Boston. Uh, the uh, Reese's Pieces. No, nice. Uh, Kim. We seeing movie snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn and bunch of crunch. So you have that chocolate uh, kick to the to the salty popcorn. So you just dump down. You also do butter in your popcorn. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And then you just dump the crunch a bunch in there. I just, I go back and forth so that it, like, when you get to where it's too salty, then you have sweet. And when it's too sweet, you have salty. Um, one thing I wish they would bring back, because I got this experience it when I saw um, Quentin Tarantino's uh, Cowboy movie, uh, Hateful Eight, a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, we did a 70 millimeter version of it. Um, and they did an intermission, like a 20 minute intermission, which was amazing because that gave me time to go pee. I could get some refills. Um, because that's always a problem nowadays is you, if you go to like a long movie, you're trying to you're trying to figure out there. Okay, when am I going to go pee? Am I going to have to like conserve my drink for the whole thing? Am I what am I going to miss when I leave? Yeah, I know they don't do that anymore because they because they would rather do more showings of movies, which I think is also why a lot of movies are shorter a lot now is because they want to get more showings of that movie out. Mm. Um, but that was the one thing that always bothered me. At least when you watch a movie at home, you can kind of pause it. But it always sucks because you know you're going to walk out in something important. Like, um, always. like I had a friend that we went and saw, uh, I think it's the third Harry Potter movie. And you know, it gets the part where they reveal that Sirius Black is actually a decent person. My friend had left 
to go get something to drink and missed oh, that whole story no. beat. So for the whole rest of the movie, she was confused as to why are they being nice to Sirius Black now? Oh no, because she had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my. Oh, that's always my problem. And then I don't want to be that person that whispers. Hey, what I miss because then you're kind of a jerk because you're talking yeah. during the movie. Yeah. Hopefully one day we'll get the experience movies again in theaters. I hope, man. I miss theaters so much. Oh, by the way, mine was nachos and cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I realized I didn't tell my answer. <laughs> now, do you like, um, I think at Regal, you can now do like the Doritos with cheese. Oh, I haven't tried that. Yeah. Well, you're probably never going to get to. No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, because like every it's already started happening now where a lot of the bigger movies that were supposed to come out this year have already been pushed back to later in the year. I just think it's like one of those things where these are just studios that are just not realizing, hey, this movie is not gonna come out this year. And if you're gonna if you it's not gonna happen, like movie theaters are not gonna reopen this year. I know AMC's already talking about like if the minimum wage gets raised that that's gonna do them in. Because of just how, because if you look at it right now, like AMC here where we live, um, they do like one show a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all they do. Like during the week. I think on the weekend they may do three. I didn't know they were even doing that. They probably only let us so, so many people in, right? Yeah. So AMC, they basically, a lot of their movies, they do a lot of like um, classic movies. They do movies that were probably in like the, before COVID would have probably went straight to video home or would have been at the downtown West State or independent theater. But the selection is usually pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, people yelled at HBO Max for what they're doing with their movies this year, but I honestly felt like they're they're doing the smartest thing because they have all these movies that have got pushed back a year already, and they're going to get them released. Um, they know releasing them just in theaters is not going to be sufficient. No, no, not at all. I think the next one, the next big one, is going to be King Kong versus Godzilla. And I hope that's fun. I just, that's all you want out of that movie. It's not going to be a great movie. That's all you want. Yeah. I still don't know how King Kong, uh, I know there's something happens where King Kong gets to be grow as big as Godzilla, but I still don't know how King Kong does anything against Godzilla. Godzilla has too much power. has too many powers. He's OP. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know how they get them to the same scale. Because if you remember, King Kong could climb the Empire State Building. Godzilla just kind of bumps it over. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. It definitely seems like an unfair, an unfair fight. It's almost like like Superman just fighting some random. <laughs> yeah, with early you know, or like somebody no powers. That's gotta be bullshit if you're like in Metropolis and yeah. you're like, look, bro, you don't need to use your superpowers against me. Just <laughs> yeah. tell me to put my gun down, and I will. Right. Okay. Don't right. use your laser beam eyes. Don't flick me with your fingers. That's emasculating. Just tell me <laughs> to put my gun down, and I will like a gentleman. I will lay my arms down right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think the so HBO this year they still have like Mortal Kombat coming out. I guess the second Space Jam, Dune, which ruffled a lot of feathers um, with the production company of Dune because they feel like this is going to hurt their chances of turning it into a franchise like they want it to. Mm since it's going to be on HBO Max as well as the theaters. But again, I don't see where Warner Brothers has much of a choice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right, exactly. What's your other options? Put it in the theater and nobody can see it? Yeah, because they did that when uh, Chris Tennant pushed for them 
to I mean Chris uh, Nolan pushed for them to bring Tenet out in theaters. Yeah. And it was not the starter that they hoped it would have been. Nope. Because they thought after that movie came out, all these studios were like, okay, now we're gonna bring a bomb, we're gonna have World Wonder Woman, the new um Agnes the Crystal move crystal movie. Um, Agatha Christie. Did I say Agatha the Crystal? Crystal Pepsi. Agatha Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so it's just um I think at this point they just have to realize that things are changing. Yeah. Yeah. Times they are changing. Because I'm honestly thinking about when I think back to like Dragon Con and stuff like that, I wonder if I'll ever actually feel comfortable about doing anything like that again. I, I exactly. I don't know how. I, I don't know how I would. I remember getting used to Con Crud and just getting over it, but I feel like this is definitely not the same thing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a whole nother level. The yeah. Con Crud, absolutely. Yeah, and they just today, um, one of the big cons, WonderCon, um, already went ahead and said, "Hey, we're not going to do anything." This year, we're going to do another virtual con. Uh, and I assume uh, Comic-Con and Dragon-Con and down the road, they're going to do the same thing. More than likely. So. Yeah. More than likely. It's just, I, yeah. I don't, I think what we need to do is just buckle down, like get through this year, and then hopefully 2022. I think we're going to be saying this for every year for a while. You know, hopefully 2023 will be our year. Exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just kind of crazy. So we also have some other HBO news, uh, HBO uh, news with some uh, casting that was announced recently for a new show. I, I think all of us here are a big Last of Us fan. I'm pretty sure that's a an accurate statement. Yes. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they finally announced Ellie and Joel both, and I really like uh, the casting of both characters. And I'm I'm curious of how, how you guys felt. So uh, Ellie uh, is going to be played uh, by Bella Ramsey, uh, which. What what was her character's name on Game of Thrones? Lyanna or something? She was the um yeah she was the one that was like the uh, the tribe of the bears right right and I thought I thought her character like was there was that scene where like uh, everybody was being shitty to James Bond and she's uh, not James Bond but James Snow and she stood up yeah. and said fuck you all James Snow is the best yes. or John Snow James yes. Snow Lyanna more I was too concentrated on my uh, accent yeah so she's playing Ellie. She's playing. She's playing Ellie, right? And then okay. uh, Pedro Pascal is playing Joel, which I think is an, an amazing cast. Which is another um, Game of Thrones actor, right? Uh, it sure is. It yeah, is. Game of Thrones. The only thing he's ever done. I'll, I'll <laughs> um, anything else recently has he guys? No, I don't think so. No. So, do you think that um, is going to hurt his um, hurt him with the Mandalorian, or do you think they'll just do a lot more voiceover stuff? No, I don't think I don't think it will. Uh, I think it's I don't think it's going to interfere with with, with Mandalorian at all. I, I think his popularity for the Mandalorian is going to help him in this role too. Uh, yeah, I, I, oh, the show in general with the with you know him his, his casting as that role. Yeah, I was surprised with that news because um, you know the Mandalorian is on uh, Disney's uh, streaming service, and typically with network television, if you're like the main role on a network TV show, you're not also going to be doing a show on CBS. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of interesting that they got the contract set up to where he's able to do the show on Disney Plus as well as the streaming show for uh, HBO. Because this is—is is this going to be HBO proper or HBO Max? I'm actually not sure about that. I wonder if it says here. I know originally, uh, I saw that story at IGN yesterday when they broke about uh, who was playing Ellie. They said at one point, uh, what's his name? They got it now playing Blade, Mar- Marshala Ali. Yeah was going to be uh, the lead actor in that show. Oh, okay. That was kind of surprising because I hadn't heard nothing about that up to that point. 
but I guess he backed down. Um, and somewhere too, because I think Blade was going to be a TV show, but now it's back to it's going to be a movie. Weird. Oh, it is. Okay. But I'm excited for it. Um, I know at first the um, the guy who did the show, uh, Chernobyl, um, was behind it, and Chernobyl is a really good show. Like that that first hour is intense. Yeah. But I, I think it's still going to be good. There is another show that's coming on HBO shortly, I think in April, that looks good. But I don't. But I know they've already cut ties with the creator of the show. It's Joe Sweden's new show called Nevers. Oh, I don't know about that really? one. What's that one? Um, it looks like it's Victorian age vampire slayers in a way. Really? God damn it! <laughs> it, it looks super cool, but I know they they. He left the show after the first season ended, and I think that's probably for the best because, like, in the last couple of days, a lot of the um, uh, one of the actresses from uh, Buffy that went over to Angel, uh, Charisma Carpenter, um, brought out a long Instagram about um, the way she was treated on the set by Joe Sweden, where Joe Sweden oh, yeah. called her fat when she was pregnant, told her she had to work overtime, like when she was pregnant. And after Chris McCarpenter came out about all this stuff, the abuse on set, a lot of the actors, actors and actresses, because today uh, the guy who played Giles, Anthony Kidd, came out and uh, confirmed a lot of what she said, that it was a bad, it was a bad environment on the set. Oh, shit. Wow. That's, that's disappointing, because Corey was awesome. And, uh... and a couple of years ago, Joss Whedon went through, a, Joss Whedon went through a really messy divorce, where his wife said a lot of stuff about him um, the way he treated uh, the girls on his show. And a lot of that I thought was just, um, you know, when you go through a divorce, people say shit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I, I think I thought that because I really like his writing and he's one of like my inspirations. Um, and he always, always thought, oh, he's writing strong female characters. But now stuff's came out like we're with the, the show Dollhouse. Um it was the the idea was co-created by the 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 star of the show Eliza Dushku, I think, um, mm-hmm. and he basically took the full credit for the show. Also, faith. And on the set of Justice League, uh, Ray Fisher, that played Cyborg, yeah, has uh, been coming out talking about how bad the set was because of Joe Sweden. So, dang, yeah, it happens sometimes. You find out that people that you really dig their their talent. That and uh, I, I remember, I remember uh, talking about this question once before, where it's like, how do you separate the art from the artist? And like, if you're in a position, like the the fact that we're in a position to even ask that question about some of them means that we're not that affected by the by the issues they were that they were bringing up. So it's like, if I, well, actually, uh, Manson, uh, Marilyn Manson, I finally have been able to let go because i i felt terrible for the fact that i had heard all these rumors about what was happening with him and and what was going on but pale emperor really slapped so i yeah. kept trying to be like well maybe you know uh and now that more has come out it's just like all right i got fuck it i gotta let it go i have to i have to let it go because no matter how good it is you, you almost have to think like during some of those songs that I really liked in the past, like she was in his closet, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, um, what's her name? Evan Rachel Wood, right? Yeah, Evan Rachel Wood, among others. <laughs> among yeah, others. she came out like last year about Marilyn Manson, and a lot of people kind of blew her off. Yep, and then I think just recently, what a lot of uh, other people 
kind of co-signed a lot of the stuff that she had been saying. And in those cases, when people say, oh, it's cancel culture, I don't see that as cancel culture. If you're literally raping people, you're not being canceled because of an opinion. You're being canceled because you're a, a horrible person. A horrible piece of shit person, right. Well, that's, that was the that was what Corey said when he was on the show, was if it was just call-out culture, then, they, then nothing would happen. People would be upset, they'd say something really mean, and then move on. They're being held accountable because they fucking did something. Something yeah. happened. They committed a crime, and that needs to be addressed. Yeah, the game is one stupid prizes. Yep. Yeah, because obviously a lot of times I think sometimes, unfortunately, cancel culture is used is weaponized against people. Absolutely, that kind of sucks. But like for instance, the day that we're taping this, it just came out the the night before that Gina Cornacopia. Corona. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how you pronounce it. Yes. Yes was let go, fired from uh, Mandalorian. And I actually spoke to one of um, my conservative friends to see what his take on it was, and he felt like Disney was in the right for what Disney did. Disney gave her chances after chance, going, hey, you have this moral clause, you need to be more careful with what you're doing. And she just, instead of doing that, doubled down on on everything. It sucks because I like her character a lot. I know, I did, I did too. But at the end of the day... If I worked at a place and I just started saying uh, racist, transphobic, shit like that, I mean, they can let me go. Yeah. I think a lot of people have latched onto that whole quote-unquote cancel culture to use it um, in places where it really shouldn't be used. Like I said, I feel like it's more should be accountability culture than it should be cancel culture. I don't think anybody's really being canceled for conservative views. Unless you're saying like racism, anti-Semitic, misogyny, uh, and crazy conspiracy theories are now considered conservative points of views. I don't think they realize how damning that, that, yeah, that argument is at the end of the day. It's the whole thing. Isn't work, um, right to work or right to fire, like a big conservative value? Is that, yeah, so it, um, but I get it. Everything is, uh, everything's political now. Well, like that's, well, that's even the one of the things that uh, I got to, I got to do, I got to handle with the customer. Uh, I can't remember if it was yesterday or today, we have the mask policy, and we, we've done it right now where it's not a, like, yes, there is the Knox County mandates, but we're doing it as a, this is a dress code policy that we have for our store, it, either respect it, or we have other options to do curbside delivery or however else you want to approach this, but if you were inside the store, we need you wearing a mask, end of story. Yeah. A customer came in, and we're like, hey, we got a mask right there for you if you don't have one. And they're like, well, we already had COVID, so it's okay. It's like, first off, not the argument you think it is. Didn't say that out loud. But look, guys, if you aren't going to wear the masks, I have to ask you to leave because that is the policy that we're enforcing. And uh, the the wife of the couple was just like, whatever happened to free country? I said, we're a private business. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of frees up for a second because I was like, we're a private business. We can do whatever we want. Speech protects you from the government, not private corporations. Yeah, it, it it just makes no sense to me. You see all these TikTok videos. I saw one the other night where this lady getting dragged out of a store and she felt like she could do what she wants because it's a free country and it was public property. And the cop is like, no, ma'am, this is private property. They can set 
whatever uh, rules they want. And the thing is, and the, the, the worst part high is, high schools are also private property. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, that's hard and the worst part is, uh, y'all voted for it. Like this is literally what you voted for. This is the libertarian dream right now, where corporations are having to stand up and do what the government can't. Yeah, and and enforce these fucking policies. They they still try to say that they made the they made that one they they shut down that one company for not making a gay gay, gay person's cake. No, they won the lawsuit. The company won the lawsuit. They did not have to make the cake. That was not part of the deal. The reason why people end up shutting that place down was because they doxed the couple that had asked them to make the cake. Yeah, they, they didn't have to make the cake. That was completely within their rights. But then they took that that couple's information and put it up on the internet for people to harass them and that's why the what the what the lawsuit was about private companies we can do whatever the fuck we want to you and the bill of yeah, rights will protect you from shit yeah and that's why amazon was able to pull the uh vpn for uh parlor is because of this because of the fact that they right, wanted so. to take that to the Supreme court about um having to bake a cake for gay people but yeah, I, I know it's just going to be back and forth. People are not going to change their minds about it. I just worry because I think we're at now at a peace with Star Wars fans where people really like the Mandalorian. Um, everybody seems to be cool. I'm just worried that outrage merchants are going to try to get back in there and divide everybody again. I mean, yeah. uh, I, already, I already read an article today about <laughs> I can't remember exactly what the dish is called, but it was it was a Mexican dish that that was very similar to a king cake, and that it had like little baby Jesus that you that you hide inside it. That's adorable, little precious baby Jesus. Apparently, some places this year were doing it with baby Yodas, and a bunch <laughs> of people got upset <laughs> because it was the baby Christ. I would love a baby Yoda cake, right? Yeah, that would be delicious. All right, so this is the only segment that we really have on the show. This is where we basically recommend something. I'll start us off today. I am going to recommend, if you have a Switch, Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I uh, got it for my birthday and just started playing it. I never played it when it was originally out on the Wii U, because I think like a lot of people... I didn't... I never had a Wii U. We really are the only ones. We really are. <laughs> If you like the Pikmin games, Pikmin 3 is more of the same. I love it. It also stresses me out because I have a thing about time. And when you're sitting there and you're trying to get your little Pikmin monsters to go back to their <laughs> onion um, at the end of the day, and they're trying to fucking bring corpses <laughs> with them, and you're like, we don't have time for this. Bring the essentials. <laughs> oh, it stresses me out. But it's a delightful game. It's just really fun. I hope that this lets them know, you know, they're going to do a fourth one because I think the Lux came out in 2013 or 2014. It's not that old, but like I said, not a lot of people had the Wii U. So for, for a lot of people, this is new. But Pikmin 3 Deluxe is super fun. I, I feel like I've become a spokesman for this, but I, I'm going to recommend a service instead of a game. And that's uh, if you have a computer or Xbox, Game Pass is it. I think uh, the Game Pass is just a phenomenal value. They they have really great games that come. It's not like you know you just get really crappy, shitty games. Uh, you have really great games that come on the service, and there and there's usually a hundred of them to choose from. Yep. So and you can get different ones wow. on PC and Xbox with only only one service. So it's just a it's just a phenomenal uh, phenomenal service. I think. So that's what I recommend. 
Anything big that just got released on there? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, uh, Final Fantasy twelve. Let me pull it up real quick. Just got released. Uh, let me pull it up here. Hang on. Uh, so they just released Final Fantasy twelve, uh, Jurassic World Evolution, uh, Stealth Inc. two, uh, a game called Project Winter. I'm really curious about the uh, they're okay. doing the Yakuza series uh, now. If you, if you play it, let me know. I'll try it with you. Yeah, man, absolutely. I definitely would. Uh, the Yakuza series is on here. Now, we all know that I was playing Cyber Shadow last uh, episode, last uh, podcast. That's super fun. Really, really. Yeah, it's reworked. Did you beat it? <laughs> no, I never did beat it. I need to go back and finish it. But did I you give up it. on it? Okay. It's not that I haven't gave up on it. Yeah. I just uh, I get all distracted. Right. I get distracted with Hearthstone a lot. So. Yeah, that's, that's I get why. it. What about you, Boston? What you playing or want to recommend? I mean, one of the ones I want to recommend is one that I downloaded the demo for. We were going to try it out, and then they cut the preview time. Oh God! Steam was doing a weird little like super demo release type thing uh, last week. It is called Stuffed, and I am looking forward to it. Put it on your wish list Stuffed. and and look for it for me. I don't know if there's going to be a console release, but it is. If you've ever played Killing Floor or okay. Duty Zombies or any of those wave type shooters, yeah. It's, a, it's just like that. It's a wave-type wave, wave type shooter. But instead of it's zombies or uh, demons or anything, you are fighting against other toys that are being controlled by a nightmare monster. Oh, God. You're playing as teddy bears trying to protect your little one from <laughs> the monsters that are trying, oh my God. trying to get yeah, into your bedroom. absolutely an amazing concept. That just sounds like a horror version of Corduroy Bear. What is his name? Uh, a Corduroy Bear. Oh, Paddington? Valentine Rabbit. No. Oh, Valentine Rabbit, okay. Corduroy Bear, where he, like, gets lost in a shopping mall and loses a button and some other things. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Winnie the Pooh meets Killing Floor. It's fucking great. Okay, nice. Wow. Yeah, well, if it's, got, if it's Winnie Pooh meets, it's probably not going to be allowed in China. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it won't be. What about you, Kim? You got anything to recommend? Um, I've... Just been playing Apex Legends a lot, and um, I've recently started replaying Katamari Damachi. That's a great game. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Do you um do you find because I know you and Boston both just started Apex? Do you find it hard to get in because it's been out for as long as it has, and people are so good? Um, a little bit, but it's it's also that. As much as I love FPSs and and shooters, I haven't played a whole lot just because I haven't had people to play them with. Yeah. So like I my aim is so bad anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. But other than that, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. And Scott's trying to distract us all right now with a dog. <laughs> I sure am. I think it's working, Ryan. I saw you wave. <laughs> Wait, That's a, a good dog. All right, well. Aww. Kim, it was nice having you on tonight. Yes, it was. And our special dog guest. Yeah, say hi. Hi, buddy. Well, what's uh, Pup's name again? It's, this one's Pippin. This is Pippin. Oh, this is the one I never got to meet because he's always like growling in another room. <laughs> right. <laughs> he basically, he hates the one dog that Scott has. Yeah. that likes to lick everybody's faces. Yep. Like that dog nonstop licks. Yeah, he so just, he's a lover. Pippin's they, usually in another room just actually, growling. I don't know if you can see this, but they actually got into a fight tonight. Oh, oh God! He's got a scar on his face. Yeah, so I was feeding them all, and I had this one in my room feeding them. Somehow, I guess I didn't shut the door 
all the way or something. I don't know how it happened, uh, but I was in the kitchen cleaning out their bowls, and all of a sudden I hear this horrific growling going on. I was like, "Oh shit!" And sure enough, Pippin was out. They were they were getting to us. I'd like separate them. He's got a little little cut on his on his face. I don't know if you can can you see it? Oh, I know. Can't really, but oh, my heart goes out for to him. I know. Hopefully, Boston will play a nice song for Pippin tonight. Exactly. To, to kind of cheer him up. I think he will. I think he will. I'll play a good song for Pippin tonight. All Perfect. right, nice. Well, Boston, you want to wrap this up? Well, once again, we thank you all, Internet, for coming out and joining us for this episode of the, a- the BRB AFK podcast. Uh, you can find us in all those wonderful places. Please uh, like and subscribe. Otherwise, we'll kill you. Uh, thank you so much. Yep. Until next time, we have been the BRB AFK podcast. Uh, good night, everybody. Love you. Good night. You. Good night.